Okay, we are in Sefer Malachim Beis, Perek Yud, Pasuk Aleph, Ula'achav Shivim Banim Bishomro. So we saw in Perek Tess that the newly coronated Melech Yisrael, Yehu ben Yehoshaphat ben Nimshi, who was charged with fulfilling, carrying through that prophecy that Eliyahu made that every descendant, every progeny of Achav would be killed, wiped off the face of the earth. And so we started yesterday with the king of Israel, Yehoram, the king of Yehuda, Ahaziah, and the evil queen, perhaps the motivator behind all of this, Izebel, all met very tragic, violent deaths. And they were gory, they were bloody. And if you think they were gory, Perik Yud is going to take it to a higher bar, as it were. Because now, Yehu is charged with the extermination of all Achav's progeny. Uh, and as we start with Perik Yud Pasakala, Ula Achav Shivim Banim Bishomro. He had 70 sons in the city of Shomro. Sons, the Mephorshim say, could also mean grandsons. Moreover, the Medrash tells us that there were another 70 descendants in Israel. So there was a tremendous um, gathering of Achav's progeny in both Shomron and Israel that are marked for extermination. We're also going to see in this parrot that Yehu isn't just uh, a hitman, even by divine ordination, we are going to see him show tremendous skills in statecraft, in cunning, in leadership, as we will see develop. And we see it right here. By Yichtov Yehu Svarim, by Yishlach Shomron, he writes letters to Shomron, El Sore Yisrael, the leaders of Yisrael, Hazakanim, the elders of the city, Velha Omnim Achav Lemar. Omnim are the guardians of Achav's children. Each child had his own guardian. You assume there were even young children in there that were being raised by a guardian. And so he writes all of them. One question emerged, Sorry, Israel, what are the Sarim or the Zikanim of Israel doing in Shomron? And the Radak answers it uh, that they apparently were there uh, to gather. They had gathered there in sort of a uh, convention to advise each other what to do. Um, and because Shomron was the capital, that was the logical place. So he writes all these people a letter. 
Remember that the last thing Yehu wants here to get those 70 people, you incur a civil war where you've got to go to Shomer, which is a immensely fortified city with a very powerful army. If you can avoid that, all the better. And so that's what he attempts to do with a combination of strategy, bluffing, and implied threat. So the Atah Kavoh HaSefer Hazer Aleichem, when the letter come, Be'itchem B'ni Adonechem, and with you the sons of uh, Adonechem, your Lord, you are guarding them. Be'itchem HaRechem, you have the 70 children. Be'itchem HaRechem, you have the chariots, the Hasusim, and the horses, the Ir Mivzah, a fortified city, the Hanashem. You have got the tools for waging warfare on your, so you hold all the cards, as it were. So now, select the best and the most qualified of the sons of Achav. And put him on the throne of his father. Make him the king, coronate him. And he will govern all the uh, base Adonechem. And that therefore, you got the tools, make yourself the king. Make Achav's son, whoever you designate, shall be the king. And of course, implied in that is that, of course, this will not stand. It will not, you know, perpetuate itself. So think this thing out. And they do, Pasuk Dalit. By Yiru Ma'od, they are terrified of this. By Yom Ma'od Ma'od, two Ma'ods that stress the degree of fear. By Yomru Hinei Think of it. Two kings, the king of Israel, the king of Yehuda, could not stand up against this man. Uh, how are we going to stand up against the power of Yehu, the power that this was divinely ordered. You, we can't be crazy on this, and he is bluffing, he's daring us, select a king. And so they send those who administer the house of Achav, those who administer the cities, the Zekanim, the Onim, who are the guardians, El Yehu. They answer Yehu's letter. We're not looking for a fight. We are your servants. Anything you tell us to do, we will do. We will not anoint someone else. It is a very cravenly, almost cowardly, supine response that anything you want, we don't want war. We'll do whatever you tell us to do. So now, Yehu writes a second letter. If it is true that you are on my side, and it is to my voice you will listen to, now, take the heads, and he means literally the heads, 
of the sons of Achav that you are the guardians of. And come to me tomorrow, Yisrael, to Yisrael. And there are 70 who are being raised by these guardians. In other words, Yehud is even showing by giving them the number, I know exactly how many there are. So bring me the heads of these 70 in Israel tomorrow. Um, and immediately on receipt of that second letter, they kill those 70 sons. They put their 70 heads in baskets, in containers, by Yishlahu, a love Israel, and they send it to Israel. Notice there is a departure in the instruction because he says, bring them to me, implying you come with them, but they, by Yishlahu, they're terrified of going there. They think they're next on the hit list. So rather than bring them themselves, they send them. And they bring them during the stealth of the night by Yobo HaMelech, by Yagid Lo Lemor. They come running his servants to Yehu. Hey, view Roshay Vene HaMelech. They have brought the heads of the king. By Yomer, the heads of the sons. Billy, this is not a halachic way of killing people, right? This is just, you know, we don't behead people, right? All right, let's talk about it. The Rambam has the most exhaustive uh, halachas in this response. In other words, the Rambam says, if someone comes to the city and says, turn over one of your number to us for killing, enemies, they want one person from the city. You are not allowed to hand over that person. You must risk death. It's harab yayabo. You have to be subject to death yourself. If they come, says the Rambam, and say one person among this person has committed a crime and they lay out the specifics of the crime, we want him in our hands, you may do that. So the question is, you raise what justification is there for turning over 70 people without a peep, etc. And the justification is several. One is this was the divine command of Eliyahu and Elisha. It is a divine command of Tunavim and therefore has to be honored. The Rambam's rules doesn't apply. Two, you could argue it's a Moray Bamalchus case, that if you don't do, this is the king of Israel, uh, he is demanding that you do not do it. Your lives are subject because it's a, they have extra legal power. It's Morid Mamachos. So for those two things, it enables this unusual situation. Again, bear in mind, while it does sound excessively cruel, remember Izeva, who this decree was pronounced on, killed hundreds, hundreds of the Nebiye Hashem, Hundreds of innocent people. And this is the determined payback by the Kodesh Right, but, but these people, these sons and grandsons, did not. Right, right. So that the sons, were, they are subject to the same thing. It's to wipe out, the decree is to wipe out every remnant 
uh, of that king's family. And that is legitimatizes what seems to be, you know, a very contrary to halachic decision. So, by Yomer Simu Osam, they tell him they brought the heads, Simu Osam Shnei Pesach Hashar Ad Boker. Put them, pile them up, two piles, the entrance of the gates of Shomer. By Heba Boker in the morning, by Yetzei, by Yamod, by Yomer El Koha Om, Sadiqim he says to the people, not only the people, but the people who brought the heads, the zakanim, etc., you are tzaddikim. Don't feel, and it's very clever maneuver he's doing. He is saying, don't think I am the only one who has ordained this. You are following the commandment of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. You're not following me. It is not just me. It's true, I have killed the kings, but who kills these 70 heads you see before you? Nothing of what the Kaddish Baruch Hu has commanded has been neglected. This is the command of Beis Hashem. You Zikanim, you leaders of the city, you guardians of the children themselves have complied with the Kaddish Baruch Hu's wish. You are fulfilling it. We are linked together. Very cleverly has incorporated them so that he's not some wild-eyed, sadistic killer, but he is acting with the Zakanim and with the Rabbanim and the Gedolim and the guardians of self in fulfilling the word of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Now, there is a question whether this may go beyond the mandate given to him by Elisha. He takes all the remnants of Beisacha, it could be Israel, that are in Israel, that could be the 70 additional sons and grandchildren. Bechol love also all his sarim, his leaders, Umiyadav, the Kohanov, his, um, those who knew him, the Kohanov and the Kohanim, his advisors, everyone, Adbilti, his Shirlo Sari, who, until there is left no one in the house of Achav, in the ruling circle. And he goes to Shomron, he faced Eked Haro in Baderach, and there is a gathering place, like a, a spot where um, shepherds water or uh, fed their flock. He finds Achazyahu's brothers there traveling. Can't be Achazyahu's brothers because Achazyahu killed all his brothers, they are his children, nephews, what have you. Melech Yehuda, Vayomer Miaten. Remember, Achazyahu was killed the day before. Vayomer Achei Achazyahu, Anachmu, we are the brothers of Achazyahu. Vaneret Lishon B'nei HaMelech, U'v'nei HaGvira. And we're coming to inquire as to the health of our brother, U'v'nei HaGvira. And the sons of the Gevira is that powerful woman can be none other than Izebo. These guys are totally ignorant of the events of the past few days. They don't know Achazyo's been killed. They don't know Izebo's been killed. They're coming to find out how they're doing. By Yomer Tifchot Chaim, 
take them alive, he commands by Yisbetum Chayim, they take them alive by Yishkatum Elbor, based Oker Arboim Ushnayim Ish, below Hishir Ish Mehem, and doesn't spare a man. They are killed. Remember, they are also the descendants of Achav, because Achazyahu is Achav's brother-in-law, married to Izebel's daughter. Vayelech Misham, Vayimsa, now as Yehonadab ben Rechav leprosal. He finds a man coming to greet him, Yehonadab ben Rechav. Yehonadab ben Rechav is a descendant of Yisro, believe it or not, a Kosen Moshe, the father-in-law of Moshe. They lived as the Kenite wing of Yisro's family. They, Nabi tells us they lived in Bnei Yisrael, really as Bedouins. They wandered from place to place, but he's considered a tremendous teacher, a tremendous Ben Torah, Rechav, Yonadab Ben Rechav. And Yehu is smart enough to spot this at the beginning. If he can get the comradeship, the imprimatur, the political endorsement of Yehonadab ben Rechav, he has scored a tremendous triumph. He blesses him. They take an instant liking. As your heart with mine is mine is yours, do we agree on everything? Double. Tanois your death, give me your hand, and Yehu gives him his hand and raises him by Alewe Lama Hamer Kaba to Yesu's own personal chariot. By Yomer Lachaiti, come with me, Ure Bikinosila Shem, by Yarkivu Oso Barechem. And he goes with him and he gets the photo op of him you know, coming into Shomron in triumph. Here's a man with unanimously respected by the people as a scholar and a man of the Kodesh Baruch Hu. By Yobo Shomron, they come to Shomron. By Yaches Tohan Yisharim Lachav. Any remnant of Achav the Shomron, Adishmidu, is killed. Tidbar Hashem, according to the word of the Kodesh Baruch Hu, Asher Diber Eli Yahu. Just like Eli Yahu says. Now, he is going to perhaps do something that may exceed greatly exceed his mandate, or then again may be a logical extension. And that is the killing and the total eradication of the Baal, the, that Avodah Zara that Izebel and Ahab introduced, its priests, its temple, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Adkan.